Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you one more time to talk about Jesus. Hallelujah. My Lord and my Savior, the one who delivered me and set me free. I appreciate you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I decree freedom to all the souls that are listening to this word. Freedom from, from financial pressure. Freedom from all sickness. Freedom from all mental attacks and strife and discord. I decree that you are free today. Let angels come forth and bring freedom. Freedom wherever you need freedom. Freedom in the name of Jesus, I pronounce it upon you. Go ministering spirits and cause them to be free. For it is written, whom the Son of Man set free, he is free indeed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. We're talking about the sons of God. The first Adam was a literal son of God. God created him, his spirit, in heaven, the same way he created your spirit in heaven. He was just the first Adam. He didn't have a mother, but he was planted by the, by the original husband man, the father. He was planted into the earth. And the second Adam came into the earth through a woman. But the seed was planted in her womb by the father of the Holy Ghost. One, one place in scripture said the thing that was in Mary's womb was of the Holy Ghost. And so the seed was planted by the father in Mary's womb. And in the book of Corinthians, the 15th chapter, Jesus is called the second Adam. Why? Because he was a, he was the original, <laughs> he was a, you know, a son of God also. So that's what it refers to first Adam and second Adam, because in the original, their father was God himself. Us, the way we get adopted, see, it's called the spirit of adoption is when we confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Father adopts us into the royal family. But you want to know the truth? An adopted child has the same rights as a natural-born child. Go and study it. Google search it. What rights do, do adopted children have? If you adopt somebody, they have the same rights as the regular uh, uh, seed. You know, the biological seed. But in all actuality, we are God's literal biological children because the Bible teaches that the father is the father of what? Spirits. He's the father of spirits. So when you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God supernaturally does something in you to translate you to translate you back to your original state. And then you begin to read the word and learn who you really are and how you really act. It's like a child of a king that has been kidnapped and raised up among a bunch of heathen. And and the king finally found finds out who kidnapped his child. And he go gets his child back and bring him into the house. Well, at first, that, that child is not going to have any etiquette. 
He's going to be eating with his hands and not using the fork. Drinking milk, uh, open up the refrigerator and drink the milk right out of the jug. Don't pour it into the cup. Instead of letting the ice come out of the ice maker, just open up and stick his hands up in there and grab ice. He's going to be undisciplined. He's going to be untoward. But as he spends a little time around his family, he begins to learn that we don't drink the milk out of the car and we pour it into a glass. You understand? We don't eat off paper plates. We, we eat off We eat off a hard place. And we use silverware, you know, stuff like that. Little things you start to learn that the kingdom children, they act a little different. They're not, they're not like everybody. How many understand that? And so God is trying to get you to forget about who you used to be and remember that you are a son of God, that you are royalty. Now, God has authority and power. When God gives orders, it comes to pass. Well, you have authority and, uh, and power. Psalms 103 and 20 said, the angels hearken unto the voice of God's word. So angels move at God's word, but guess what? They hearken unto whoever gives voice to the God of, uh, word of God, and that's you. So you have authority as a God in the earth realm. First John, the third chapter, in that verse one, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Did you know you was called the sons of God? Jesus is your big brother. One place it said Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. You know you are one spirit with the Lord. Yeah, you got the same spiritual DNA. You just don't know how to act yet. That's why we have to read the word to learn how to act. It don't stop you from being a child. When you get born again, you are engrafted by the blood into the royal family. Now you got to learn how to act. That's why God sent ministry gifts to teach people how to act. Let me read that again. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Are you a son of God? Are you afraid to say it? Would you dare confess about yourself what God said you are? Are you afraid to say about yourself what God said you are? Would you begin, please, to begin to say about yourself what God says you are? Will you begin to get in concert and agreement and symphony with the Father? Will you begin to remember that you are made in his image and likeness and stand with your shoulders laid back as a king and priest? I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about confidence. See, verse two, it says, beloved. Now are we the sons of God? Not going to be, not going to be in the sweet by and by. Now, beloved, now are we the sons of God? Man, if you, if you got God's DNA on the inside of you, that means you have authority and power. So a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He is what he thinketh in his heart. So a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The Father is trying to change the way you think about yourself to destroy the inferiority complex, to destroy the slavery mentality, 
to destroy the mentality as bondmen. You know, you know, one of the tragic things about uh, the children of Israel was God brought them out of slavery, but they were still slaves in their mind. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That, that See, the writer is reaffirming that we're like him. Why? Because we're made in his image and in his likeness. That means you still can rule and reign as a king and priest. That means you still have authority as God. Know ye not that ye are gods? Let, let, let's drop down. You, you know God is love. Let's drop down to verse 13. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Don't marvel when you work with people or for people or be around people and they hate you and they don't like you and they walk in hatred and unforgiveness. Why? Because they're not born again. They're not a God yet. They, they, see, you become that when you get born again. They're, they're walking as men instead of walking as gods. How many understand that? See, you, this is evidence to yourself. You know you pass from death to life when you love the brother. He that loveth not his brother abided in death. Whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. So the Bible teaches that when you believe on Jesus, you have eternal life. Why? Because when you believed on him, him, that love came on the inside of you. Now you got to learn to let it dominate. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend.